Hi, this is Brent Skousen, youngest son of W. Cleon Skousen. We are excited to announce the upcoming Audible of Dr. Skousen's popular book on the New Testament, titled Days of the Living Christ. This book came into existence after Dr. Skousen discovered that many scriptural treasures from the New Testament had been missed among the modern writings on the Savior. Dr. Skousen has always tried to write his books so the scriptures come alive for the reader. We hope and believe a careful study of Days of the Living Christ will provide a new, dynamic, three-dimensional appreciation of the Savior and those who labored with Him. Although the book is readily available online or at your local bookstore, the Audible is not quite complete. So meanwhile, we want to give you this short preview of the upcoming Audible in today's podcast. For this Christmas season, the excerpt covers the first days of the Living Christ. So sit back and enjoy the following 15-minute audible excerpt from Days of the Living Christ by W. Cleon Skousen, narrated by Adam Skousen. From our family to yours, may the Savior's love and inner peace be with you and your family, especially during this Christmas season. Enjoy! Because Mary and Joseph are such notable personalities in sacred history, It is difficult to think of them in their role as young lovers who were betrothed to each other and were making exciting plans for their marriage, just before Gabriel suddenly appeared on the scene. She was alone when the celestial vision opened before her. The sudden brilliance of the heavenly messenger momentarily overwhelmed her, and even before she could speak, the salutation of the glorious Gabriel fell upon her ears. Hail thou that are highly favored! The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Instinctively, Mary drew back, but in a tone of comforting assurance, the angel quickly added, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Then, in solemn words designed to inspire confidence and understanding, he delivered his precious message. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary could not comprehend all of this, but as she reflected on the words of the angel and gained some semblance of composure, she asked, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mary responded to this thrilling message with words which reflected the depth of her spirituality and the beauty of her character. She said, very simply, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. The glory of God encompassed her, and, for Mary, the miracle of new life began. How long it was before Joseph learned Mary was with child, we do not know, but when he did become aware of it, he was overwhelmed with grief. Under Jewish law, a betrothal was almost as sacred and binding as marriage itself, and faithlessness could be punished by death. Joseph was beyond all consolation. But one dark night while Joseph feverishly pondered the sudden shipwreck of his prospective marriage, 
the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, and said, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Who could describe the transitional joy which flooded the mind of Joseph, as this revelation inspired in his mind a beautiful and sympathetic understanding of Mary's sacred calling? And who could record the tender scene when Joseph took Mary to a quiet place and lifted her face toward his to tell her about the angel? Of course, from then on he played his assigned role knowing that Mary was one of the most choice and divinely blessed women in history. The best part was the good news from the angel that Joseph would be allowed to become her husband after all. It is now known that it was early in April that Joseph and Mary made their way to Bethlehem. This was a critical time for Mary. She was in her ninth month and very close to delivery. As Mary and Joseph came toward the end of this long journey, they passed flocks of sheep grazing on the hills. Here, their great ancestor David had tended his flocks as a youth. In the valley below, Ruth, their maternal ancestor, had gleaned in the fields of grain. To Mary and Joseph, this was home, and every foot of it seemed saturated with sacred history. But Bethlehem did not welcome them. Everywhere they were met with the same rebuff, no room. As they threaded their way among the teeming crowds, Joseph must have felt increasing apprehension. Where would they stay? As time passed, the situation became desperate. Knowing Mary's great mission and the identity of the child about to be born, it must have seemed incomprehensible to Joseph that all doors should be closed against them. Overwhelmed with anxiety, Joseph finally accepted the offer at one of the inns to make their bed in what he normally would have rejected with disgust, a stable. This writer believes that when the women at the inn heard that a baby was about to be born, their maternal instincts undoubtedly took over and relieved Joseph of the whole project. And when Jewish women take over a delivery, there is an unimaginable amount of happy hustle, bustle, and excited chatter. One would think each one was a professional midwife. So we think that when this little baby was born, no one could have been greeted with more warmth and joy than that which came from this excited cluster of Jewish women who had happily provided the services. Who could describe their joy and relief as this little baby was tightly wrapped in swaddling clothes, as was the custom with the Jewish newborn, and tenderly placed in the soft hay of the manger? But they would have been shocked into speechless amazement if they had known who this baby was. But Mary knew. So did Joseph. In the celestial courts of heaven, the seraphic hosts of angels had no doubt stood at attention, waiting for the supreme moment when the great Jehovah would take the plunge into the forgetfulness of the second estate. At one moment he was in heaven managing the Father's universal kingdom. An instant later, he was no longer in heaven. In fact, he did not know where he was, who he was, or why he was suddenly feeling very tired and very hungry. But the hosts of heaven knew. This was the moment that would divide history. 
No doubt the ancient saints from Adam to Malachi had waited tensely as this great drama began to unfold. And finally, it was actually happening. Only about a mile distant, hovering over the outskirts of Bethlehem, were certain angels preparing to make their presence known. Below them were a group of humble shepherds abiding in the fields and watching their flocks by night. These had been chosen to see a marvelous vision that they would be talking about for the rest of their lives. It all commenced the moment Mary's precious infant was born. Immediately, the shepherds saw the veil of mortality sheared back, and an angel stood before them with a glory that bathed the surrounding terrain in a radiant light. The shepherds thought they would be consumed and shrank back in fright. But the angel said, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. At that moment the hosts of heaven could no longer be restrained. The majestic choir of thousands of heavenly voices burst into song. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the vision closed, the shepherds left immediately to go into Bethlehem and seek out the location of the child lying in a manger. As the shepherds stood watching Joseph, Mary, and the baby, they saw that the little one was indeed wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. There is no record of any conversation. Perhaps they just looked. There were no halos of light about their heads, no visible cherubim. Nevertheless, with the glory of the angels still fresh in their minds, the shepherds looked upon the sleeping child with devotion and awe. Jehovah had entered mortality. Luke says they returned to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. And so the early morning hours of the first Christmas passed without further incident. While the baby slept, Mary treasured in her heart the thrilling triumph of this hour. But where were the wise men? Although Christmas pageants have it otherwise, there were no wise men present on the night of the Nativity. In fact, they were in their homeland hundreds of miles to the east. During the early hours of the first Christmas morning, they saw a great new star in the heavens. They knew the beautiful new Christmas star was the prophetic sign that the Christ child had been born. We do not know how many months were required before the wise men were able to reach Palestine from the east, but it was undoubtedly a long and tedious journey. En route, they probably discussed the excitement they expected to encounter among the Jews since the Messiah had been born among them. Upon their arrival, however, they were no doubt amazed to discover there was no excitement at all. The Jews didn't seem to know anything about the birth of their Messiah. As they began their journey in the darkness, they suddenly saw the Christmas star again. Matthew says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They were seeking for a house at an unknown location, inhabited by people whose names they had never heard and whose faces they had never seen. This beautiful Christmas star is one of the neglected miracles of the Bible. 
Here is what Matthew says it did. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When the beautiful satellite star stopped over the place where Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were staying, the wise men dismounted, and the gospel writer says, When they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. One can only imagine the amazement of Mary and Joseph as they saw these princely strangers from a distant land come into their house and spread before them a display of wealth beyond anything they had seen in their whole lives. At this time, Mary and Joseph did not know it, but the gift of gold would serve them well on the long journey they would have to make before they reached their final destination at Nazareth. In addition to the gold, there was the frankincense. This was the expensive crystalline resin extracted from trees in Arabia and used in synagogues and the temple for incense burning. The myrrh was a highly fragrant resin used as a perfume as well as a cosmetic. It must have been a most inspiring visitation for Mary and Joseph as they listened to the story of these strangers. And it must have been equally inspiring to these gifted patriarchs as they gazed on the gentle countenance of Mary's baby. They were undoubtedly members of a body of righteous priesthood holders in their own country. The very fact that they knew about the Christmas star and were aware that it signified the birth of the Savior suggested they were far closer to the source of heavenly knowledge than the main body of the Jews. So this is all we know about the wonderful story of the wise men. Out of the unknown they came, and into the unknown they departed. We do not know their nationality, their names, or their exact number. Nevertheless, we are promised that someday we will have their whole story. <laughs>